You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Better Than Before Breast Cancer with the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm your host, Laura Lummer, and I love the show that I have here for you today. Because let let me give you a little bit of background. When I first decided to be a coach for breast cancer survivors in the after-treatment space, which is really where I started out, focusing on supporting women who had finished breast cancer treatment, And now I started doing that in 2017. So all these years later, I have a full spectrum of clients from people who are in treatment to those who've just finished, to those who've been out of treatment for several years, to those who are living with metastatic disease. I welcome everybody. But back at that time in 2017, the catalyst for me starting this business was that there was just such a tremendous lack of support. When I would Google and look for breast cancer recovery or something like that, virtually nothing came up. Here and there, I would find an organization that maybe they put on a live event that people could go to, or they did certain workshops and things like that throughout the year. But there were the only podcasts that I found were really medical, you know, universities and medical podcasts that were talking about the medicinal side, the treatment side of breast cancer. And that's just not what I wanted. I wanted something personal. I wanted something that really spoke to what I went through and said, I get it. I know what you're going through. I can help, right? That was what was really important to me. I didn't want to reach people in a general sense. I wanted to connect with other women who had been through this experience and just lift them up. Just let them know they were not alone. They were not crazy. They were not the only ones. I just remember feeling so much frustration when I would go to my doctors and my oncologist and I would say, I'm going through this and this is happening and this isn't happening and I'm having all these hot flashes and I can't lose this weight. And I would hear, hmm, yeah, I don't ever hear that. Uh, That's probably not related to chemotherapy. And I thought, what is wrong with me? Why am I so broken? Apparently no one else goes through this stuff. Well, that was very wrong. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you know that. And you're out there looking for something because you know that that's wrong as well. So since 2017, over these last few years, so what is that? 2017, six years now, coming up really quickly on seven years. So six and a half years, I have seen just an explosion of people populating this space, of serving people who finished breast cancer treatment, of recognizing the struggle that that space is, especially that year to three years right after treatment. There's a long time and a lot of adjustments to make. But I see people coaching in this area, so many more coaches now, which is wonderful because everybody's got a different message and a different approach. So I think it's all great because my voice may not resonate with everyone. So I want someone to be able to, I want everyone to be able to find someone who they resonate with, who they can get support with. There's just so much value in connecting with someone else who gets what you're going through and being a part of a community who gets what you're going through. So important. And this podcast episode is no different. 
So one of the other things that I've seen happen that is beautiful are organizations and smaller nonprofits that have popped up that really address the person, right? Breast Cancer Angels, the Pink Fund, and Rebuild to Be, which you're going to hear about today, is another one of those organizations. And these people give directly to the woman who is struggling. That is something I think the general public just does not realize. Those of us who've been through this experience, we get it. We know the financial demands. We know the energy demands. We know the psychological, emotional, and physical impact of cancer and cancer treatment on us and on our loved ones and on our employment, on everything that happens in our lives. So I love seeing organizations that are made up of women who understand this experience, and, and there's just something in their heart that says, I want to help other people in this space. And today, you are going to hear from Ashley Melton Roth, and she is the CEO of Rebuild Me. Let me tell you a little bit about Ashley and a little bit about this organization. So first of all, Ashley was diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma in April of 2021. And after a lengthy treatment plan that included surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, she finally entered into post-treatment phase where the focus shifted from survival to how she could help other women from her own experience. Ashley knows the value because of that experience of both the physical fitness before, during, and after treatment, as well as the benefit of working on your mental well-being during this difficult time. You're going to hear a lot of how she got that mental and emotional support. So Ashley lives in Lake St. Louis, Missouri with her husband, Ben, her two daughters, Katie and Claire, her two bonus kids, Alex and Cece, and her pit terrier mix, Melba, as in Melba Toast. She is the CEO of Rebuild to Be. This is a nonprofit organization. And in the interview you're going to hear with Ashley, where she tells you about what services Rebuild to Be give to women who have had a diagnosis of any kind of cancer, not just breast cancer, but any kind of cancer. And the team, her whole C-suite team for Rebuild to Be is comprised of women who are cancer survivors of all different types of cancer, which I think is amazing. So... This organization is put together by a group of women who are impacted by cancer, who want to help other women who are impacted by cancer to live more complete, confident, and joyful lives after a cancer diagnosis. As cancer survivors, they know the toll that surgery, treatment, appointments, and scans can take on women. But they also know that when you finish active treatment, there's an immense feeling of accomplishment. Rebuild to Be provides funding for cancer survivors and thrivers to receive mental and physical health resources to improve their well-being after a diagnosis. So I don't want to put you off any longer from hearing this amazing woman talk about her own experience and this wonderful organization, but I do want to give you an update before we jump into the interview. You'll hear Ashley talk about getting the official nonprofit designation in this interview. And since we recorded it, I'm happy to say that they have received the official nonprofit status. So Rebuild the Bee is an, is an official nonprofit organization by the time you hear this show. So without any further delay, welcome Ashley Melton Roth. Hey, Ashley, welcome to Better Than Before Breast Cancer Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. 
but I'm really excited. So we talked in the intro about you and your organization, but I just want everybody to get to meet you and hear your story. So I'm going to give you the reins and I would just love to hear like, what is your story? How did you, what brought you into the cancer world and what brought you into starting this amazing organization? Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm Ashley Rathmelton. Um, I'm the founder of Rebuild a Bitch. Um, I was actually diagnosed with stage two invasive ductal carcinoma, um, on April 1st of 2021. Um, and I got, you know, put through the ringer, right? The, um, three surgeries, 16 rounds of chemo, 20 rounds of radiation. I'm on exabestane as my estrogen suppressant. So, um, you know, full blown menopause. I, 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 I got everything. So, um, just and- love going into menopause in one day. Isn't that the greatest? Fantastic. Like 10 years too early. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, scary so, menopause. We'll just do it all at once. Let's just go right for it. Um, mm. Go big or go home. Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, um, early in my chemo uh, journey, right. I felt it definitely felt very like isolated. Right. And so um, I started to do a little bit of research on nonprofits and at the time I was really big into CrossFit. And so my CrossFit community, um, you know, CrossFit gyms are all kind of interconnected and you learn a little bit, but I learned about uh, an organization that I joined. Um, I won't say the name, but uh, it was a, it was a great fitness oriented um, nonprofit. And through that, I kind of found like my community, right. Um, And that organization um, offered kind of like daily workouts. They offered a uh, mental health coach as part of our services there. And so that's kind of where I learned that, um, you know, not only was like fitness a really big part of my journey, but dealing with like the mental aspect of a cancer diagnosis was really, it became more apparent that like treatment was treatment. And at some point treatment is over and you you do all of the countdowns and you ring the bell and everybody's cheering you on. And then when you're done with active treatment, you're just kind of like, what now? Right. And I just, they, they toss you, they don't toss you out. Right. Like, you know, you go in and they're like, okay, we'll see you every three months, four months, whatever that looks like. Um, But I think that was the time that I finished the active treatment was the time I felt really lost, if you will. Right. Um, And so thankfully I had this community that I had already been, you know, working with um, and access to this mental performance coach. And so we did a lot of sessions where like every other Sunday we would get together and just kind of talk and process our feelings together and heal together. And so it just, it really helped. Right. So that organization, there were women who had been through it, you know, a couple years prior to me. So they were kind of like mentors, you know, to the women who were in the thick of it. Um, and then I got to help the women that came after me. And so it was a very, it was very healing in that, like they helped me heal and then I helped others heal. And then we all just, I don't know, it just, it, it felt like really positive to help other people as part of my journey. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, it's so amazing, right? It's the community. And I think that's such an important point to make because too many women think they have to go it alone mm-hmm. and it's freaking hard, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that place where you 
get the release and after you ring the bell. I always liken that to when you have a baby, right? When yeah. everybody's like taking care of you and showing up when you're pregnant and getting you all the things. And then you're left with a screaming baby that won't sleep and you have no idea what the hell to do. And everybody's like, okay, have fun, see ya. Right? You walk out of the hospital and you're like, here's your baby. And you're like, I don't know how to take care of your baby. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's what happens, right? We come out of breast cancer and we're like, whoa, now we get a step out of survival. And we're like, what the hell just happened here? And, yeah. and what am I yeah. supposed to do? And what's my life supposed to look like? And it's it's a very different experience, right? And 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 no one can imagine unless they've been there. Yeah. But the support and connecting, it's almost like a, an instant connection, right? When you meet someone else who's been through that experience, you're like, I see you. I get yeah. you. And they get it. And no matter what, they get it. And um it's just, I don't think that I realized right at the time what, how much trauma and that I can't, like it is so much trauma and it's so much to process. And, um, you know, again, thankfully I had access to this mental performance coach. She, you know, she's not a therapist, right? Um, I sought out a therapist because I knew that that's what I needed, but, um, just getting that, that process going with her was, it just really helped, um, and so that's kind of what brought us to rebuild a bitch because, um, you know, unfortunately that organization dissolved earlier this year. Um, but I just knew, um, and the other women who are part of the organization, we knew how much, how much benefit and how much healing we got from that process. So we really just wanted to try and find a way to help other women, um, have that experience. Yeah. So you have a team. Tell me a little bit about your team and what you guys decided to do. Yeah. So, um, so like, as I mentioned, um, we had a community as part of this other nonprofit and, um, you know, we call each other our boob sisters. Right. So I think that's a very common term. I love it. Um, you know, women who've had breast cancer, but, um, so it's myself and there are three women from that organization. There's, um, Aaron, Carrie and Latoya. Um, and then I had a woman who I worked with, um, in a past life, I was a wedding planner. <laughs> so I had a nice. woman that I was um, friends with back in the day. I was actually on another nonprofit board with her and she does events and she actually had ovarian cancer. So um, it was kind of important to us um, because we know that nonprofits may not always be out, you know, for the best interest of everybody involved. Um, it was important to us to have women who had had cancer as part of our board. Um, yeah. It just, our, our kind of tagline is women impacted by cancer, helping women impacted by cancer. And so it, there's something like, we know that we have, um, we've been through it. We know what it's like. We, we don't want to take advantage of anybody, I guess, in the long run. Like we want to do what's best. We've been there. We've, we just want to support women as best as we can. So, um, yeah. So and you know, I think that's such an important thing because, I mean, I think breast cancer gets more money than probably any other mm -hmm. cancer as far as public support and donations. And a tremendous amount of that goes to research, which is wonderful. But for those of us who are in it, unless you're in it or have gone through something like that, people don't really realize mm -hmm. the incredible impact it has on your life, Right. Yeah. Do you have the ability to work? How do you feel? Can you work? Can you take care of your family? And people also think, well, you know, you have insurance, so good thing. And you're like, mm -hmm. we have no idea how much insurance doesn't cover, how much you have to fight with insurance. 
So what I love about organizations like yours is that it really gets to the heart of saying, I know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And we could put money into research and research is wonderful, but you do something that directly has an impact. Like, you know, like this woman is getting this and she gets this support and you, you know that it's targeting that individual and supporting her, which I love. I think that's Mm -hmm. just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the primary mission of our nonprofit, Rebuild a Bitch, is to, um, you know, provide scholarship and funding for women to re- uh, to receive mental and physical health resources. Um, you know, right now we are just focused on the mental health side of things because that is definitely um, in our mind um, and based on what we went through, first and foremost, that was like the hardest part. And so that's what we wanted to focus on first. We kind of told ourselves, like, let's pick one thing and get good at that right? Like just one thing. And if we can help just one woman, then we succeeded. So that's, you know, we just, we started in April and it's so very new and we don't know what we're doing. I love it. (laughs) Here we go. Um, And it was also really important to us um, because Anne Marie, who's on our board, she's the one that has had ovarian cancer. Um, She, you know, we went out for coffee a few weeks ago and she was telling me that there's just not really much for ovarian cancer survivors because um, the survival rates aren't great. The community's not very big. Um, it's less common than breast cancer, right? So um, she didn't have any support groups and she didn't have anything like this that she could go to. And so um, we just really wanted to create something that could serve all women with any types of cancer, not just breast cancer. And so, because again, Breast cancer is so common. Like you said, it, it gets the most money. It gets the most attention. It's, um, it overshadows some of the others. But all of those women battling colon cancer and, and just everything else, like they deserve the same support, right? The mm-hmm. same. They're going through chemo and they're losing their hair and, you know, and radiation and just all of the things, the same things that we, we went through. Um, and, and so it's just important that we, we really want to serve all women impacted by cancer. That's awesome. Yeah. And it has a huge impact. So one of the organizations, which is actually the first one that I found when I was originally diagnosed in 2011, is at the hospital, a local hospital here, on Cancer Center. And it's it's a, a support group, a mentor group for breast and gynecological cancer. And it's such a it, it's such an interesting combination because with ovarian cancer, there's a huge impact still on the whole mindset around femininity right mm-hmm. like we go through with our breast all but you can't see theirs mm-hmm. right and it is different and i think that it's really important to acknowledge that and it isn't like one cancer is better or mm-hmm. less horrible than some other kind of cancer right yeah and i also love you point out it's like here you are a crossfitter right and people always think that it's diet and nutrition is the hard part that is not mm-hmm. the hard part mm-hmm. right? no i actually I worked out all through chemo. Like I had no, um, at one point I got a blood clot, you know, and that was hard. Um, yeah. but, but outside of like the deconditioning of the heart that kind of happens as you get really into the chemo, um, mm-hmm. you know, it became my heart rate was really elevated, but I moved almost every day. Um, yeah. it just made me feel better. Um, so I knew from my, from my end, like I had the fitness part covered right? Like I knew that I was going to move and I was going to be active. Um, 
and I was able, thankfully, but um, it's just when it was done, I just, I just feel like I sunk. Like I just, my heart, like my, my mind kind of sunk a little bit. And um, ironically enough, as part of this um, group that we used to be involved with, there was a, a, a girl who was maybe about a year ahead of me. Um, and, and we were, we were friends and she, I remember her telling me, um, I finished active treatment at the end of 2021. And I remember her telling me 2022 is going to suck. <laughs> and oh. she was like, she was like, she told me that she spent the, the first year right after active treatment, you know, trying to be as normal as possible. She was going out. She was probably drinking too much. She was just like, go, 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 go. She was like, I'm living, I'm living, I'm living. But inside she was really struggling. And I went through last year and I felt that so hard. <laughs> like it was not a great year. You, you're trying to get back to some normalcy, but there's just not a normal anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. You can't undo that traumatic experience. See, there's no, it is like a before and after, like now how everybody refers to before COVID and after COVID, right? Or <laughs> the lockdowns and after lockdowns, like things are different. And before breast cancer and after breast cancer, it's not like, oh, I got the flu and let's just go back to normal. Like mm-hmm. so many things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that mentor program that I've always been a part of, you can't go through the training until you've been at least one year out of treatment because mm-hmm. they know like the powerful emotional impact and so many women sink into depression right mm-hmm. after that when they get out of treatment and just really feel abandoned they're very afraid like as if they lost that lifeline i think we don't realize how safe we feel when we're getting constant blood work and seeing the doctor regularly and even though the treatments may suck that we're going through somebody who knows what they're doing is watching us right yeah and yeah. then let us go and all the thoughts start to come in and yeah and it's it yeah can be a dark big dark rabbit hole yeah, I know it's, it's, I, and you, people talk about it all the time, right? Like people show up when you're going through chemo and they show up and they, they cheer you on. And then, and then the support, you know, all, it's probably, you know, it's still in the background. And I'm sure if I were to reach out, people would still jump in and, and do whatever I needed. Um, but that support kind of subsides and then you're kind of left, you know, you're left to get back to your life and get back to what's, what's normal. And, um, but, I don't think people understand like the, the fear, right. The fear that, that we live with on a daily basis and any ache and pain and um, headaches. And and it's unfortunate because a lot of the medicine that we have to take causes all of the symptoms that we should be on the lookout for. And so it's absolutely like battle in your brain of like, is this, is this something bad or is it just a headache, you know? And, and um, it's hard because it's, people just don't get that part. And, um, it's, you know, and it, it's, it is trauma, it's PTSD. And it's, it's, um, 100%. you know, and I, and I, we know that like, you know, like a, a mental health coach or in like a mental support resource like yourself, like it's not, it's not an end all be all right. It's not, it's not therapy. It's, um, I found that a lot of it for, for me, what really helped was just trying to focus on something positive that day, right? What are three small wins? in the day. And that could be like, I, I did the laundry or like, I went for a walk and you know, just like, what is a small win? 
And as you start to like reframe your experience and re and like shift your mindset a little bit, it just it, it gradually gets to become more positive, right? So yes, um, yeah. And that's such an important point. It's like take one day at a time, mm-hmm. right? Because the mind gets so crazy with just going so far forward in life and imagining horrible scenarios around cancer or thinking about all the things you won't be able to do, can't do, it's never going to change. And we just need to to just do today, right? Mm -hmm. And how to manage your mind and bring it back to just to today. Like, how do you want to feel today? How do you want to live today? What do you want to enjoy today? Absolutely. And take it in these small steps that it it is incredibly important. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So tell, tell me how, um, how your organization works. Let's tell everybody like, what do you do? How do people access you? And 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 tell me also about your coaches. Like you decided on this team. Yeah. Of coaches. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're one of them. Yeah. Um, so um how it works is um, and again, we're still new. Like I said, we started in April. Um our 501c3s with the IRS, right? We're waiting to get their feedback and hear how that goes. Um, but our website is rebuildabee.org. Um we found out that rebuild a bitch is just not very social media friendly, but we're we still stand yeah, you by. You could the, get shut down. <laughs> we did change the domain to rebuildabee.org. Um, okay. Anyone, anyone at all, right? Anybody at any stage, any any woman, right, in any stage of a cancer journey, whether they're in the middle of it, outside of it, a year out, you know, metastatic, whatever it is, anybody can apply. Anybody is welcome. Um, there's an application process on our website. We just ask a few questions about, you know, when they were diagnosed, um, how far out um, are they from active treatment? And, and we kind of do like a scoring system, right? We want to prioritize the people who are in that zone where you're like just, a, you know, you just finished active treatment, right? Um, and we also are kind of, we want to support the women who financially might need it more too, right? So we ask a few questions, you know, we try to get as much information as we can on our application um, in order for us to kind of like, you know, decide who we need to serve first. Um, and so um, as a board, we look at all of our applicants, we decide what we can fund. Our funding right now is just up to $500 toward a mental health provider um, of some sort, right? And it's it's actually, we say that we've, we've toyed with the idea of like, um, you know, should we help support like therapy visits, right? Because even those aren't really covered under insurance either a lot of the time. So, um, but what we wanted to do was, you know, kind of stay outside of that um, and lean towards like kind of cancer life coaches, right? Like focus on how can we focus on the present and, you know, learn to live a little bit more joyful and positively and um, a fulfilled life, if you will, I guess. Um, And so, um we provide up to five hundred dollars. We we provide that money directly to the to the people who are providing the service versus to the woman herself, right? Okay. Um, and yeah, right now our goal is to where the application process is open year round. Um, we are looking to just kind of find some standardization, um, if you will, as far as like when we select people for scholarships, and so okay. we're going to do that on a quarterly basis. Um, okay, is what we decided. So. Um, yeah, open to anyone. Um, and then every quarter, we'll just see how much funding we, you know, brought in and see how many women we can support up to that $500 limit. And um, 
take it from there. And, you know, right now mm-hmm. it's, it's very small, right? We, like I said, it's, it's still just getting started. It's infancy stages and, um, you know, it, at minimum, we'll be able to help a few women this year. So that, that'll feel good. So. Well, let's talk about that a little, because anytime we hear about a nonprofit, we've got two sides to that. The one side is for people who need the financial support mm-hmm. and for others who want to contribute the financial support to something that's near and dear to their heart. So mm-hmm. for anybody who hears this, can they make donations? Can they put money out there to support a scholarship? What what can they do to, to help support such a noble cause? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I would direct everybody to the website, right? We've got a donate button right there on the homepage on every page. Um, you know, uh, right now, actually, you can find us. It's just rebuild a bee on Instagram and Facebook. Um, just for like the next day, there's a little uh, touchstone crystal fundraiser that we're doing. Um, and so what's that can- about? Um, it's just, it's a, um, a friend of a friend, um, another boob sister, if you will, her friend does touchstone jewelry. And if somebody buys a piece of jewelry, I actually bought my little ribbon necklace, um, from there and 40% of those, um, profits will go towards Rebuild a Bitch. So, um, kind of a one-off one uh, fundraiser for this month. Um, but yeah, otherwise everything is on online, rebuildabee.org slash donate gets you right there. And, um, we'll happily take any <laughs> and all the, um you know however with the caveat right that right now our 501c3 status is is pending um so we uh those those donations right now are not tax exempt but you know upon that you know 501c3 status that would be retroactive so it would be retroactive okay mm-hmm. so eventually it will be eventually, I mean, we'll, we'll government red tape right yeah. so they can donate and still be able to use it so mm-hmm. tell us about your coaches. So you got a team of coaches. How did yep. you decide and what do they offer to people? Yeah. So, I mean, we, um, and as you know, right, we, we uh, talked several weeks ago, but um, we had one initial coach that we were going to work with. Um, she decided to take some time to take care of herself and her son. Um, so that kind of set us out on a journey, right, to find some additional coaches. Um, mm-hmm. We realized that having one, right, the son of right here um i know your lighting is just like you've got all kinds of looks going on here um we realized that having um multiple coaches would actually be um, a better idea right to and also to give people options right some of um, we've got four coaches um yourself um i don't know if i can can i say the names of everybody yeah yeah there's there's yourself there's um kathy washburn um there is ann ramsdell and there is um melissa eppert uh, coaching. And so there are variations of cost and offerings. And so before we were look, working with someone who was only going to have group programs, and that's great, but maybe group pro- programs not for everybody, right? So right. so now we have a mix of coaches who offer both group programs and one-on-one sessions. And so um, that way, again, some people thrive in group. I, I thrive in a group setting, right? But some people just want to talk one-on-one to somebody. So now we have options. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. And, you know, it, it's an important point because I offer both. I have group and private coaching. And then I also have like do-it-yourself. And then while you're doing the do-it-yourself, you can come into the group coaching. And mm-hmm. I find a lot of times the group coaching is nice because sometimes people don't realize what it is that they're trying to overcome until they hear someone else say yeah 
That's a good you point. Know, hear someone else get coached and like, oh my God, that happens to me too. Way too often we judge ourselves and think we're crazy or what we're thinking is silly or stupid or something. And then we hear, oh my gosh, like everybody goes through this. What? Yeah. So group can be really helpful. And then also group can help you notice when there is something deeper. And then a lot of times, so many of my group members also do private coaching sessions with me because something Mm -hmm. will come up and they're like, okay, you know, I want to talk in more detail about something that may be intimate. And then also, I think it's important to point out with coaching, it's not always that something has to be wrong. It's Mm -hmm. just that maybe you want to create something in your life, right? Maybe you're thinking like, you know what, I just got through this and like you and your team, you're like, do something. And when we want to do something, imposter syndrome kicks in, self-doubt kicks in. Am I crazy to think I can do this kicks in? And so a lot of times reaching out to a coach just because you want to create a different life. It doesn't have to be something's wrong, something's broken. You know, it's just that, hey, everybody needs support, right? And just like everybody should be exercising on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. I believe everyone should be getting mental and emotional support in whatever you need. All I the time. More. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of like an invisible thing that not everybody gets to see. And um, I think even just like, I love that you offer both, right? And because there is such a sense of like belonging and like, finding your people and just feeling like you're just with people who get it that you just, sometimes it's just, it's just nice to be in the presence. Even if you're there in a group setting and you don't even say anything, you're just listening. I think you still get a lot out of it. You know, um, I just remember, um, when I was, when we were doing kind of every other week session, sometimes we'd have, you know, upwards of 15 women get on a zoom call. And, you know, I, I was like bald and I was like, I'm fine with this. Like it was hot. It was summer here in St. Louis and it's so humid. And I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just wore my bald head everywhere. And, Um, I remember being on a call with a group of women and one, one of them was newly bald. Right. And, and I think she felt comfortable to take her hat off and I was like, yeah, like let's be bald together. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I also love too people come while they're in treatment or they're newly out of treatment. And then we see them show up for every call and every call is like, Oh God, look how much hair you have. We're going to see them evolve in that yeah. healing process. Yeah. And there's and so it's many women that I met through that experience that like, we're all in like similar hair growth phase and some people got haircuts and some people powered through it. And it's always just fun to like, um, it's, it's, it's a really, it's, I, it's just a really good bonding experience. Um, but then we also respect the women that might want to have those individual conversations too, because I think those are equally as important. So um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And some people have things that are really tailored to their life. Like they want to speak mm-hmm. about something very specific to their life. And so they want to have just that one-on-one attention, which is really lovely. And yeah. I think it's important to point out too, that there's, there's a lot of times this misunderstanding about group coaching, that it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to go there and people are going to complain about cancer. Right? Yeah. This is not a complaint about cancer. This is, let's talk about the thoughts that are stopping you from living the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. And let's figure out how to get there, right? How do we bring in more joy? How do you love yourself more? And it isn't the fixation on what went wrong as much as it is, let's create something that feels good and right for you, right? So it's yeah. a really positive environment. And are all of the coaches on your team, are they all cancer survivors of some kind? They are. 
um, which I also really love. Um, and I just, I don't know, there's something just really fulfilling and like, it fills my heart even just knowing that like, there are so many people that are taking a cancer diagnosis and making something positive out of it. And I, I love what you said about, um, helping people find like, you know, what they want to do next in their life after this. And like, I feel very strongly that, you know, I, I was healthy. I was, I'd been doing CrossFit for so long and I was eating well and, and, and life was good. Right. And, um, but following that diagnosis, I just couldn't make any sense of it. Right. For a long time. And, and now I'm just like, there is, I'm here to help people. Right. Like that's what I, that's why this happened. That is the only like, re, that's a, that is the only thing I can find out of it that makes sense is that this happens so that you can help other people. Um, so I love that, like, that's part of like what you offer, right. Is, is encouraging people to like seek out what, what find your joy, find your passion. Right. Like, I think that's so important. Um, mm -hmm. especially I think I, and I, I love my like full-time job. Right. But, um, but it doesn't fill my soul like helping people does, you know? So right. I know hundred percent what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. And I always say like, what I do is a part of my healing. Because mm -hmm. when we support each other, it's a, it's truly a gift. It's an honor to be able to work with people and see them break through the limiting things that our freaking human brains do to us yeah. and start to take control of that and figure out it's I'm important. I'm worthy. I deserve it. I get mm -hmm. to be happy. I deserve to be happy. And to watch people step into that and step out of this conditioning why why do we condition our women in this society to be so hard on themselves you know yeah, yeah. And, and I think to just be in communities of people who really want you to be happy and want you to succeed and, yeah. and just want you to have everything you know and it's yeah it's, it's amazing. Yeah. and I think that it, what stands out to me is um, I think one of the biggest things I got out of coaching is like we as women, right? We're all we're a lot of times the caretakers. We we just do and we pile on our plate and we pile on our plate and it can be overwhelming and stressful. And I think one of the biggest takeaways I got when I was going through coaching is just taking the time for yourself, right? Not everybody does that. And especially as women, we're really bad at that sometimes. <laughs> and, really bad. And I do that so much now, right? Awesome. <laughs> and I got that out of coaching where you're just like, you have to make time for yourself and you have to make time for the things that make you happy. Um, so. 100%. Yeah. And it's funny, I had a, a group call this morning and this was one of the things we talked about is where, how do you make time to support yourself in whatever it is that you're going through? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it's a learning experience even when you feel resistance come up at the idea creating time for you yeah right and you think like and, and I'll tell my clients I'm like if you open my weekly calendar you see my yoga classes my spin classes my beach walks all that gets written in first because my health is the priority my peace of mind and living the way I want to live in between my ears this is the priority and that's a commitment to me and I can remember a time in my life when I was like, oh, I'll put my workouts on the calendar. But then someone else needed something or wanted something. Uh, and the workout was the first thing to go. No more. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, sorry. I'm walking on the beach during that time. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. just how it is. No, I mean, I don't even need to explain. It's like, nope, sorry. That, that hour is booked. What else can we do? Right. Yeah. And 
that in itself can take months, if not longer, for someone to embrace, for yeah. them to realize, oh, wow, I can just have that time for myself because they go into, isn't that lazy? Isn't that selfish? How can I do nothing? Right. Where it's like, this is like serving your soul and supporting your health is never doing nothing. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I think of is like when I when I think about part of the reason we started Rebuild a Bitch is, you know, how cool would it be if we can get more women to just do that, right? To just focus on taking care of themselves and focus on living just like more joyful lives. Um, I think it even says on our website, like, um, you know, we want to help women unleash their inner bad bitch, right? And so I think yeah. there's like really big sense of accomplishment, right? When you finish chemo and when you finish these treatments and you're just mm -hmm. like, wow, I did that. Um, but like, what else can you do with your life, right? Like you can do so much more and just empowering women to get the the mental support that they need. It just unleashes that in them and just, you know, go live Absolutely. your life, right? And go, go be happy, go do big things. So yeah. um, that's yeah. the hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm with you. So mm -hmm. I will put the links to everything, the website, the fundraiser, the Instagram, the Facebook, everything's going to be in there so people can find you. So they know if they know they could use some financial support, getting the emotional mental health that, that they seek out, they can come to you. If you are in the position where you can support that so that other women can get the support and help they need, they can come and find you yeah. and just follow you guys because it's inspiring to see all of you on your social media and see your workouts and damn, you're strong. You know, <laughs> I like to lift weights. <laughs> well, it's funny because I heavy weights. Yeah, I well, you know, being in menopause, I just picked up a book about, you know, how to combat some of those side effects and lifting heavy weights is very important part of that. So. It absolutely is. And, you know, strength training, strength and conditioning was always like my my most favorite. Right. And uh, sadly, like I belong to a strength and conditioning gym. And during the lockdowns, they moved to Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, oh, because there are a lot. And there's CrossFit is different than this was just like really just heavy lifting right mm -hmm. and um there's something about making your body strong and when you do something and your body starts feeling stronger you're mentally stronger it changes mm -hmm. it shifts i think yeah. one of the biggest examples my youngest sister who she's nine years younger than me and our dad was very sick he had a lot of metabolic conditions and type 2 diabetes and all kinds of stuff and she was inspired to start jujitsu and she was like, I don't want to end up like dad. I want to take care of myself. I want to exercise. And she just used to be this person who was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Even though it's not fine, it's fine. <laughs> and she started doing jujitsu and she was like, no, that shit is not fine anymore. <laughs> right. And it's just like a chain. We can go both ways. We can build emotional strength that makes us want to have a stronger body. We can mm -hmm. start in making our body strong. And then that makes us just go, hey, you know, I'm feeling stronger. And it yeah. has a mental emotional effect as well. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I when I started CrossFit and, you know, unfortunately, CrossFit's just not what feels good for my body these days. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Same. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of impact. But the strength training, um, you just feel really empowered and accomplished when you can do something like that. So um, yeah. I'm all about it. I think that's when you compare like any sort of fitness and activity and movement with, 
you know, as long as you're supporting your mental health as well, like sky's the limit. I feel like it's just so great. Yeah. And it's so good for our bones, you know, and osteopenia and osteoporosis is such a big concern with cancer treatments mm -hmm. and, you know, strength training, resistance training. That's the key. You want to build strong bones, lift heavy weights. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. chapter in the menopause book. It's just called lift heavy shit. So <laughs> is it? I love it. What menopause book is that? Um, it's called Next Level by Stacey Sims. Um, and so it's just, you know, obviously it's not, it's not focused towards, you know, women who have, uh, it, it's geared towards women who have gone into menopause naturally, right? Not necessarily women who <laughs> have been medically Chemically induced. induced. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, I thought it was really interesting to read about um, all of the impacts that a lower, you know, your decreased estrogen and progesterone and all of that, like everything, like it lowers your serotonin and your melatonin and I was just like my mind has just been blown reading it um and actually I was uh in our community even though the nonprofit is gone the community of the 120 plus women we stayed together right we're still together on a Facebook group and we add new women from time to time so we still get to support women who are you know in treatment or just out of treatment and I had a girl a good friend and she's you know, really worried, right? She's worried right now because she just started tamoxifen and, and she's got really bad headaches and weird sensations. And, um, but she'd been in chemically induced menopause for almost a year now. And so I just was like, here's some stuff that I'm reading, like absolutely get checked out. I, you know, we all want to be better safe than sorry, but you just, you just don't know. You don't really know what you're in for sometimes <laughs> until you start reading up on it. <laughs> Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's, it's something important, and I'll put a link to that book in the show notes. So I think any yeah. information you can get on supporting, because menopause can be so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when it is chemically induced like that, it tends to be more severe and last longer than when we go into it naturally. So I think the more information, the better we can get when it comes to supporting how we feel. So yeah, important, I think, especially when it comes to cancer and cancer treatment and recurrence, is that intense hot flashes disrupt your sleep and sleep is mm -hmm. so important for a healthy metabolism. And when mm -hmm. we don't sleep, just one night of poor sleep can throw off our glucose levels for days. It is crazy the impact that not honoring your circadian rhythm has. And so it's really important to dig into this and understand nighttime routines and things that you can do to kind of counteract those intense you know, sweats and, and night sweats and hot flashes and things so that you can get some quality sleep, which helps your body heal. Yeah. And see, that's kind of what I love about the the concept of having all of our coaches be cancer survivors and thrivers, right? Because you know, you get it. And yeah. so I, there's just something so wonderful about being able to guide women through that, you know, post-treatment, in-treatment, like, it's just, it's so great. So um, I love that you're, yeah, I love that you're all here and I love that everybody was so eager to jump in and help and willing to just work with us. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very excited and I'm excited for everybody to learn more about your organization yeah. and support you and support your growth in it because it's an amazing cause and I love it. Yeah. Thank, well, you. thank you so much for, I know you're a busy lady, so thanks for being <laughs> on here and sharing this information with everybody. And I know you're going to be tremendously successful. Thanks, Ashley. Awesome. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. All right. I hope that you got some great information out of that show. And if you are 
either someone who knows you could use coaching, support, mental, emotional, just encouragement and inspiration, please go to the show notes that you'll find at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash 292 and apply for funding from rebuild to me If you are someone who's in the position to give to this amazing organization so that they can give to more women who need this kind of support, please go to the links and offer that support. I know it's such a gift to be able to be in that position to give to others and be able to support those who really are in need and really want to do something for themselves. So either way, whatever side of the spectrum you fall on or somewhere in between, everything is appreciated. And I'm so happy that this group of amazing women is out there providing support and that all of you are a community who can find support and offer support to each other. It's a beautiful thing. All right, my friends, I will talk to you again soon. Until then, be good to yourself. Take care. To the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.